Gay! Good, whatever time of the day it is, you have to be listening. This is the PA Podcast Express coming to you from the Blue Water Inn in Port Sand Lake on a blustery January day. Right? Oh. Blustery. Where did that word come from? I don't know. It sounds like something from Winnie the Pooh. Isn't, I mean, don't words like blustery, shouldn't they have a root word? And what is the word blust? Yeah. Have you ever heard? I don't know. I've had relationships based on blust before. That is, yeah, bloodlust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, uh, you got it. <laughs> Adam and Phil here with you, as always. We're uh, we're hoping that we have some guests show up, but with the current weather and cold and impending football, it's it, hard to say. It is a Sunday afternoon, and we just went through Snowmageddon there. Uh, yes. We were originally going to record on Friday night and had a big uh, thing planned, and then uh, the weather decided to happen. So here we are. We're here on a Sunday afternoon. Sunday. And this episode will be released on Tuesday. Yes, that is accurate. And uh, we're up to, oh God, we're, we're nearing that 500 mark, man. We're in the, we're hitting the 470s now for a number of episodes we have. Yeah, I thought when I uploaded last, it, it was at like uh, 465 on the counter. Or on something. the counter, but if you look at actual episodes, well, I don't know. We'll have to discuss that. I think yeah. we're going to have to have a 500-ish, 500-ish yeah. celebration. Well, who can count that high anyways? And even if we're too low or too high, I mean, I I would think we're going to make it to 500 at this point, but you never know. I mean, lock it at, we could freeze to death, right? I mean, I I have often said I'm going to quit at 499 just to uh, get Junior's goat because he he made the bet that we were going to make it to 500. So this episode when uploaded will be 466. 466. All right. But of course... I put in a lot of bonus episodes that don't count against that number because, uh, you know, we did the cookies clips and things like that. So I was trying to keep your streak alive. I like it. And we kept my streak alive now, too, of recording weeks. I'm going to say weeks because Sunday's is Sunday the end of the week. I say I say Sunday's the end of the week. Yeah, it should be. It. I don't know. We'll keep for posterity's sake. We'll say the streak is alive because I'm at 160 five straight weeks now of recording podcast or something like that i would say in order for the streak not to stay alive you'd have to go you'd have to skip a full like a 14 day span i think so too i think so too. is what i think would have to happen i i think that's fair and i think that's uh that's exactly what we need in, to talk about in which about. case i i did not miss 14 no you days. did not either so, so you're right there too yeah you did not miss a news cycle at all no, I, I had to miss uh, a recording of, of three episodes, but uh, but again, did not miss a two-week span, which if we set that as a criteria, I think we can officially make that criteria. We're making the rules. What does it matter? Ashley, jot that down. Yeah, just like with everything. I guess we need a new section in the uh, spreadsheet for podcast rules now, too, I guess. Yeah, we need a new tab. <laughs> a new tab for podcast rules. So anyway, everybody survived this snowstorm that I know of. Mostly. It, if was, you didn't, I apologize. There was, uh, yeah, if, if we missed that you passed away during it, um, you know, give us a call, 810-294-0455, and let us know that you didn't make it. 
I don't even know what are we where are we at with the podcast. We, we're nowhere. We just kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about. But yeah, anything specific? Hey, any gear grinds? <sighs> well, dumb people, we're we're at that point in the uh, in the year where we've gotten this first big snow, right? And there are people that are out uh, out that should not be on the roads or like if you're not comfortable and you don't need to be out don't exactly like if you're just going out for some mini like for nothing to go out just to go out don't you had had somebody going 35 in front of you i did today earlier today and today the roads they're not great don't get me wrong i don't want to do like 70 i don't want to do 70 or anything but i want to do at least 50 55 you know right right but i'm comfortable with that I, i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go you know go after anybody that's doing like 50 55 on these roads no but 30, if, 35 was a little 35 is is actually dangerous the other way right because now somebody's going to be coming up behind you they're going to have to try and stop it's not good you're but, you're you're a menace and then they're going to want to pass and it's just uh, uh yeah. i got a gear grind so it turns out uh what i thought so on the trip to minnesota we were it was late night it was like 3 30 in the morning we were going through chicago and I swear, something bounced off the hood of my truck. And I just saw it shoot up over the cab, and it made a hell of a thud. And people were half awake that were with me, the, you know, the passengers. Kind of noticed, and I'm like, oh, I swear to God, it was something. And I didn't think anything of it and forgotten about it. So I'm at home, and my dad's like, what happened to your truck? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you got like three big scratches in your hood and a little dent. And I'm like, no shit. And I looked, and right where... Somebody must have thrown it. Had, it was throwing, big. They threw a cat. Off an it wasn't. It wasn't anything alive. It was something very dense and solid. So oh. I'm thinking a rock or a brick. Cats could be pretty dense and well, solid. If it was a frozen cat, maybe. Yeah, that that could be. But, so now I've got three big scratches. They're probably about uh, anywhere from an inch and a half to two inches long each, and then a, a little ping dent in my hood. So I'm gonna have to I get mean, that fixed this summer. Probably gonna cost five hundred bucks to fix the goddamn thing. It's a, but it's right down to the metal. The scratches are. Oh, geez, old Pete. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that totally pisses you off. But at the same time, you and I can't sit here and be like, you know, oh, those damn kids, because right. that would have been us, you know, twenty years ago. Well, the only thing well, I'm angry about is the fact that now I have to deal with getting it fixed. But the thing I am happy about is that whatever the fuck that was didn't hit the windshield. Yeah, that that is. That is a plus. Because that would have been devastating. Because that might, whatever the girth that that have or whatever would have, might have come straight through the windshield. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's that is true. And what a what a shit show at 3.30 in the morning in Chicago. I know, Jesus. And I was thinking about it. And the trip, I was so tired and there was so much going on that I forgot to check the truck. <laughs> like, I remember distinctly when it happened. And seeing it, like, bounce up over. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what was that? Thinking to myself, it'll be okay, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. And then, of course, with the events of the excitement of getting there, everything else I forgot to look, and then we got snow. We had snow the whole time, so the truck had snow on it pretty much the whole time we were there. So you get back, and now it's like, Bleh. Well, you know, when I, I, I was coming through Chicago, but it was at like 7 o'clock at night one time, and it was so packed. You know, the yep. freeway was just ridiculous. This was before I knew to go around Chicago. And it looks like on a map it's going to take you forever. But yeah. it's so much faster. Than going oh, oh, yeah, than going through, yeah. 
so we're, we're going through Chicago and we're, we're coming back and the eight lanes or whatever that are there, I don't know how many lanes, six lanes yeah. are just packed and we're in like, we're stuck in the middle and there's a one lane to pay a toll, you know, cause they got their fucking toll roads. Right. And, uh, so we can't get over to it. Just can't. And we're yeah. like, well. I don't know what we do. You know, I mean, we put our turn signal on. Nobody gives a shit. Right. They're like, get out of here. So we uh, we end up like just driving through, and I'm like, well, I guess we got away with one. No. <laughs> like three months later, we get a, a letter with a picture of our truck. Thirty five dollar penalty. Oh for my not God. paying the toll. And then on the like sixty cent toll, they put this like late fee on it. And so when I actually called to find out, we ended up owing like 42 bucks on that toll. Oh, my God. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. This is horseshit. We couldn't get over. Well, you need to be prepared for those things. I'm like, then put gigantic signs up a mile before the toll. Right. That we Warning, need to get only over. only one booth open, and it's on the far right side. And that was the ridiculous part is there was only, you know, everybody uses those passes over there. Yes. Those electronic passes. We didn't have that because I don't. I think that was the first time I'd ever driven through Chicago like that. So how would you know, right? Yeah. Ugh. And uh, and I'd never come back through because we were up north of Chicago working. And uh, yeah, it was bad. I was so pissed. I I, I hate that whole area. It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. So now, now they throw a big rock in my truck too. So just as a big Asshole. extended middle finger, I guess, to... To pay in tolls and 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 all that and uh, that, anyway. that is that is not cool. So that was one of my gear grinds, I guess. Just sort of the things that are happening, and I don't know. I don't know. Work, I guess. So I can let the cat out of the bag since I put my two weeks in. I'm starting a new job, new opportunity. Not uh, not this week, but next week. Oh, what's that mean? Oh. It- there were messages. Oh, messages. So anyway, yeah. So moving on to a new endeavor. Seems like that's the third time I've announced that on this podcast. Maybe. Since we've started. <laughs> it's Maybe. A, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Well, nothing wrong with that. Right? Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> so this is one I'm leaving on my own volition, though, so... They'll probably still have to escort you out. You think so? Yeah, by that they, time. The, here's the you difference. You got another week, right? Yeah, this whole week I've got to work. Here's the difference between a shit place and shit fucking management place like Emerson, where I put in my two weeks and they let me go that day and said I was done, to this job. I put in my two weeks and they're like, well, we still need you for that and we want you. And like, you, you know, let's figure out your, we'll figure up your vacation time. And, you know, they're like being really awesome about it. Like, we, we still need you to work that. <laughs> Almost to where you feel a little bit bad, huh? right? Yeah, my last job was not like that. Yeah. When when I when I quit, of course I didn't give them two weeks' notice, but I really couldn't. Well, um, since you know, since I had the last the terrible experience, because really before the, my encounter with Emerson, anytime I'd put in my two weeks' notice with jobs, which was a cut like two two jobs before, I always worked the two weeks, and they wanted me to, and yeah. They, you know, thanked me and said, we'll miss you and stuff like that, which they already said. The HR lady's like, well, we'll miss you. Keep my phone number. You know, don't, 
you know, don't uh, forget about us. I'm like, I won't. And I appreciate that, you know? Um, but like, and Emerson was just like a big fuck you on the way out the door. Like, no, your last day's today, but you can, you can work your, the rest of your shift. And I'm like, fuck you. And got out of there at one o'clock when I was supposed to stay till like three thirty four. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah, you can work the rest of your shift. Then get the hell out. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> And then they didn't pay us. Oh, and this is also what my current job said. Because I asked the HR lady, I'm like, well, you know, are they going to want me to work it? She's like, typically we do. And then she says, but even if management decides that you don't need to work it, we still pay you for those two weeks. Oh, jeez. Because you put in your notice, so technically we have to. And I'm like, huh, visa VC, fuck you, Emerson. Damn. Yeah. I guess I can say that now because they don't. I don't owe them anything, and they, they don't owe me anything. You, they didn't pay you either. No, for that, that that two weeks when I I officially put in my two weeks notice, they said that was my last day that day, and then they didn't pay me for those two weeks either. Wow. Yeah. No, no severance package for you. No, nothing. Just to fuck you on the way out the door. Damn, that's harsh, right? I don't feel bad talking about it now. Now that I've seen the flip side and the other side of how things are supposed to operate. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say the way real places do it so if you're working at emerson and you feel like telling them to fuck off i'd do it you'll feel a lot better about life yeah so the the two weeks that i did work prior to at my last job they did not pay me oh really they they kept my last check did they really yep oh that's right you talked we talked about that what's their justification for that young man's running i would not run on these sidewalks right now no well, for the majority of the sidewalk is okay. It's the yeah. edges. The edges are bad. Stay he's, away from the edge. He's young. Yeah. He can afford a fall. Just like we talked about with Sam Laporta, he's uh, allegedly going to play. You'll know this by now. Yeah. When you listen to this. But Cookie was like, he's a young man. I don't know why. Dude. Like, what, the answer's in the question. One, he's a young man. And for two, like I said, my point. Dan Reno made it to the Super Bowl his rookie year and never made it back. Like, Not to mention, I'm sure that if you were on injured reserve... You don't get any of the bonuses, right? You don't get any of the, you know, and and that's very valid because you, if you look at the structure, and this round doesn't pay a bonus to win, but every round after this pays a bonus to win, and we're talking about, I believe next week's like sixty three thousand per player if you win, yeah, and then if you win the conference, I believe it's seventy five thousand per player, and if you win the just to go to the Super Bowl to lose is seventy five thousand, to win is one hundred fifty thousand. For a guy that's a rookie coming just out of college with a rookie contract, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for anybody. Well, and you don't know what his personal incentives are. Like, right. You know, like you had Reynolds, was it Reynolds last week that they were throwing? Yeah. To, because he had a $250,000 uh, bonus on the line. And if I don't he, care. I know a lot of people are like, these guys make so much money. Not these middling guys. It's only the top no. like 10% of the rosters that make all the money. Right. Right. Like those, most of those guys in the middle and near the end are only making a couple hundred thousand to maybe a half a mil a year. And if you look uh, at how long they can play, yeah, the league minimum in the NFL is higher than that now. Is it? Yeah, it's it's. I bet you it's only three hundred thousand. But I mean, you're talking about most of these guys. If you're just a hanger on on a roster, chances are you're only going to average what maybe two and a half seasons anyway. Uh, three. Yeah. three, three is the average. Three is the average overall for right. anybody. So make that money, make those incentives, make those bonuses. Sixty-three thousand dollars is a lot of money, no matter who you are, right? Oh yeah, unless exactly. you're one of the one percenters, right? Uh, the minimum salary in the NFL, if you are on the active roster, suited up, 
is $705,000. Okay, so they've come a long ways then. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Because I know I've seen that the average pay... Um, oh, in, this year, in 2023, the minimum salary rose to $750,000. See, if you look at the numbers from like... I'm probably thinking about numbers from about 10 years ago because I was at the, where it was at about 10 years ago. They've come a long ways in raising that, though. There was a time, there was a point in our lifetime when the minimum in the NFL was like $44,000 for a year. Okay, so the minimum salary for a rookie is $750,000. Their minimum salary in their third year is up to $940,000 by the right. third year is the minimum. So, yeah, that. But when you look at that, what would you go through to get a 10% pay bump at your job? If it could, if you could do Dude, one day's worth of work and get a 10% pay 10%, bump. Yeah, 10% of a pay bump is a big deal for anybody. Like yeah. I would be, like I'm moving jobs and I'm only, I'm giddy because I'm getting a, let's do the math, almost 3% pay bump. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and, and like I say, we don't know what, what Laporta's, maybe if he gets two catches, he hits a milestone. Yeah. And uh, and gets a bonus, you know. Well, and there's one thing; it's it's good and bad with this the deal in the NFL with the rookie uh, contracts. Um, if you remember right, there when it was the Wild West, and there was no cap on rookie contracts or anything, but yet there was still also a salary cap for team salaries. The Lions were so hamstrung because they were so terrible that they had drafted in Dominican Sue had to pay him a lot of money to come play. Yep. Matthew Stafford, they had to pay him a lot of money. Uh, some bums like uh, what's his name. Uh, Rogers kid out of uh, Michigan State that was a bust. They, Charlie Rogers, they had to pay him a lot of money, and and it's like, so it's really good that these guys can come in and get paid. <sighs> it's good and bad. He, it's good for the fucking owners that are already fucking billionaires, which sucks. Well, no, I don't think it's good that you had rookies coming in unproven, right, and getting those huge contracts, and getting those huge contracts. You know, yeah, like hundred million dollar contract for doing nothing yet but i think it's swung too far the other way i think they should get paid a little bit more maybe like first rounders and stuff like that well there is there is tiers i know there's tiers i know there's a tier system but i know that i mean let's face it if you're making seven hundred fifty thousand, that's the minimum that's not right that's not like what every rookie gets that's the minimum and they always put tons of incentives on it so they're gonna get you know i i don't know what the uh what the rookie well, can you look up Laporta's contract? Maybe you, if you, if your internets are working, maybe we can uh, yeah. see what is structured to or talk about that. And by the way, Laporta's going to be an absolute stud for the Lions. Like I fully endorse it and knew that from the beginning. I mean, for the first time ever, the Lions had two rookies on their team that scored two touchdowns or ten touchdowns or more. Two rookies the same season. That's never happened on an NFL team before. Did you see that that stat? Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. Yeah, it is. So. Um, yeah, he should play today. Okay. <laughs> he signed a four-year, $9.5 million contract. Actually, $9,465,990 contract with the Detroit Lions. Okay. For that te- for the four years, or is that one year? No, that's for four years. Okay. So, uh, $7.5 million of it is guaranteed. An average annual salary of $2.366 million a year. Um, he has 
up to five point, o- almost almost up to five point eight. Can I have a PBR too, please. Tall draft. Thank you. Go ahead. O- almost a, a five point eight million dollar um, incentive addition to that as well of incentive. Oh, so he's for like performance. Uh, yeah. So he's gonna have he's he. It's very likely that he could make a lot of money just by catching a couple passes today, getting a touchdown, whatever. Right. That you know he might be at that threshold where. He could stand to make a shit ton of money. I'd take a couple ejections in the knee, too, and an Advil. <laughs> right. Some Advil and an ejection in the knee. Well, they said it was a bruise and a hyperextension. And uh, everybody, I know everybody recovers differently, but it has to help the fact that Laporte is, what, 22 years old, maybe? 22 years old, and he's a pro athlete. And right. he's got absolutely the best doctors working on it. Right. The best therapists, the best, the, the best treatment. So if you 100% follow their advice to a T, it's optimum success for anybody on the face of this earth to recover from anything like that. Yeah. And I, you know, here's the sad part. I've seen, I've seen injuries with high school kids that are that bad and literally watch them get up off, like in, in wrestling. Right. Watch them get up off the mat, move around for a minute, and then finish their match. You know, where you're just like, how in the hell did that bend like that? And they, they're still moving. Right. Because if that was me, they'd be amputating. <laughs> you'd be like, I'd be, I'd be riding on the floor in pain just like, yeah. they think, thank you. They'd think somebody shot me or something. I'd be like, Bleh. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, if I, if I could make, who knows how much, how much, you know, let's just say that one you split that incentive those incentives over four years that's over a million dollars a year in incentives that you can grab right hell yeah i'd be doing it too i think there's a lot of reasons too um there's also this the psychology of this too by playing even if laporta and the coaches will know this and everybody know this what percentage he is say you know 80 percent 90 percent 97 percent they're not going to try to put him out there in situations where they know he shouldn't be but at the same time for the fans laporta this gives him that warrior thing where the fans are like fuck yeah yeah you might not see him out there hardly at all doing blocking or right. you know he might only be out there on third down plays when they need you know but he goes out there and he, he catches a couple big passes maybe a first down or two even today or even got like even a touchdown like all the fans are going to be like that's our guy that's oh, our yeah. detroit guy right yeah, there he, you know that, that is detroit metal yep right there yeah. You know, went out last week, got carted off the field. He's out there today scoring a touchdown or he got us a critical first down catch or whatever. Exactly. So I uh, think as a rookie, he wants that too, knowing that he's going to be in Detroit for a while. Well, and the psychology of winning the game. I mean, yeah. Oh, the Lions are down a guy. You yeah. Know, one, of their, one of their best players, they're down. Yep. You know, and, and so he might play 10 plays today. Just by seeing him out there. But the Just fact by that him he'll be out there warming up and up, on the roster. As you said, I would say, knowing what I know, and barring anything drastic, like say if he doesn't injure it more, I would say he's probably going to play fifty percent of the offensive snaps. Yeah, I would say so. Like I yeah. say, I think I think you'll see him get more rest. Yeah, but when it comes to the hardcore blocking type, that's when they'll probably put the backup tight end in more than exactly. Likely. Yeah, yeah, that that's what I think too. Yeah, and I'm sure that they're going to have you know one of their roster spots is going to be used by somebody that can. Uh, well, I think even Reynolds has played tight end this right. year. You know, on on passing downs. So you know, it's uh, yeah. 
but I can't believe we're coming down to the end of the NFL season already. Here's a point I wanted to make too. Super wild card weekend. Folks, after this, after this super wild card weekend, there's only there's only seven games left in the NFL season. Yeah. And and that's a bummer when you think about it. So I had a big fan duel win early this year. And I took a bunch of that money out. And I've just been playing on their money. So basically I have all the money that was left in my FanDuel account I have on this game. Right. And uh, I've got a parlay and then just straight up on the Lions to win. You're just ready to rock and roll, huh? So, and my parlay, I, I don't even have to be conflicted because my parlay only includes Lions players. All right. And uh, so we'll see. If I'm, if I'm really happy when this episode airs, we know why. <laughs> we know why. <laughs> So, so be watching the uh, be watching the art for the podcast. If it's dark and gloomy, then <laughs> yeah, then you know you know what happened. <laughs> then you're like, oh shit. So, Lions are favored by three points. They're playing at home, and what that means with sharps and betters is pretty much an even game because they say home fields worth three points yeah. for the spread. That confounds me and conflicts me, but I know the Rams have been playing really well as of late, but the Rams have a horrible fucking defense. Yeah. And and the Lions are so balanced. I mean, Right. I mean, so the Rams, I believe, in, in defensive uh, uh, whatever uh, overall, are in like the 20-something in the NFL, like 27th in the NFL. The Lions aren't cutting a fat hog in the ass in defense either, but they're like 16th or 17th. Yeah, they're they're very average. But offensive wise, uh, two of the top ten offenses in the NFL. So we'll see. But the one thing the Lions do is our line puts a lot of pressure on a QB. Yeah, and we know what Stafford does under pressure. So it'll be interesting to see. So, but by God, if the Rams beat the Lions, oh fuck. Oh uh, yeah. I don't watch Sports Center or anything anymore. Anyways, thank God. Right, but everything I read all week, like predictions for the you know the the super wildcard round and everything, everybody's upset special was Rams to beat the Lions. Well, if you're if you're a pundit, the the great story would be Matt Stafford comes back to Detroit, right, and beats the Lions. And what the hell? And I know everybody's uh, clamoring for this, and I'm not saying there's a conspiracy thing or anything like this, but. The NFL playoffs are done by seeding, by your record, and by a very, very distinct system they put forth for tiebreakers and whatnot during the regular season. How did we end up with all these fucking storylines in the first round of the... Who knows? Like, people are, you know, conspiracy period. People are like, and vis-a-vis, of course, well, the Lions went to, you know, went to Dallas and got fucked, and look where that ended up. Yeah. Just, I mean... And just the, the, the thing last night, did you see the numbers for Peacock, Peacock subscriptions? Did they go way up? Oh, massive spike in them just to watch that game last night because of, not because of Kansas City fans or Dolphins fans, but because of Taylor Swift fans. Well, the yeah. The NFL knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, because those people don't know enough anyways to be but like... they did have control over that, so that's not a conspiracy. The NFL did pick when the games would be played. Oh, yeah. So for them to put that on the Peacock-only game... And what kills me is they... They, they said they, they estimated of the Peacock subscriptions that went up, like 20% of them were probably just Taylor Swift fans. Well, and, and they delay the Buffalo game 
they didn't sure as hell didn't delay that game, even though it was like the fourth coldest game in NFL history at the By start. By the end of the game, they said it was negative 11 ambient, and the wind chill with the wind chill, it was negative 33. Yeah. At the beginning, it was negative 7 and 27. But bring your dogs in. Right. <laughs> but your pro football players should have those fuckers outside. Right. Get them all sweaty, and then... Uh, yeah. Recipe for pneumonia right there. Jeez, OP. Especially when they're playing a team from fucking Miami. I know. They said it was a 70... At the start of the game, it was a 76 degree temperature difference from miami to kansas city (laughs) and let me tell you what miami looked like after being world beaters all season well actually not all season the first 10 weeks of the nfl season the wheels had fallen off for miami well you knew it had to happen but of course they had no defensive they lost like four of their edge rushers to injury this season so yeah you you knew that that offense was and while we're on fuck yous to people fuck you to the cleveland browns and fucking Flacco for fucking up fantasy football seasons this year by that fucking crazy ass stupid improbable like week what 14 15 and 16 yeah just fuck the Browns anyway yeah they just they're here for misery like nobody gives a shit exactly you got what you deserved you got beat by a franchise that should never beat anybody also in the Houston Texans in the playoffs so and you not only got beat you got demoralized what was so, the final that? 45 to 14, I believe? Yeah, it was bad. Like, Cleveland Browns have no... They shouldn't even be an NFL team. Get the fuck out of here. No. But for Flacco to fuck up so many fantasy football teams in playoffs this year. And what, what'd they put, what'd they put uh, out there for... What is their logo? What is... I mean, I always thought it was a dog. Isn't it that little fighting leprechaun guy thing that looks weird? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. I, nobody knows what it is. Well, how is that a brown? I can tell you what a brown is. I was sitting in my chair earlier today, and I thought it was a fart. Exactly. That's what exactly what a brown is, a brown out. <laughs> yeah, and I had to get up, and then I had to make sure I didn't have to wipe down the chair, but thankfully there was a, you know, thankfully the cotton did his job. So th- this parlays into something. You know, I, I talked about FanDuel earlier, right? and I, I've had a lot of fun just with, you know, $5 bets on stuff. And uh, uh, amazingly enough, I, I've more than broke even. So, but now that football season, I've only bet on football so far, right. nothing else. So now that football is coming to an end, I've been looking for something else to bet on. And I've been very disappointed to find out that you cannot bet on the Special Olympics. There- <laughs> There are no, there's no dog races or anything to bet on in there. I mean, what a crock of shit. Right? No cockfights? No. No. <laughs> no cockfights? No, no No special Olympics? Yeah. No dog racing? Nope. What the fuck can you? What? They don't even have foxy boxing. Nothing's fun anymore. No. Ugh. I was looking for the uh, lingerie bowl. Right. Not on there. I'm like, you motherfuckers. The special, why could we not gamble on the Special Olympics? I don't understand. I don't know. You always take, you always take the kid with all his limbs. <laughs> right? <laughs> always take the kid with all his limbs. <laughs> Unless it's a running event and he's missing an arm, maybe. Well, yeah. That Although... Not having that arm to swing is going to put you off balance. Right? <laughs> so if they're running around the track, it better be his left arm. Then he can corner better if it's a long that distance is true. event. That is true. <laughs> 
Or would he corner worse? Maybe you want the left arm but not the right arm for added weight to corner. I would think... I would think you'd want him to have the left arm just for the drag aspect of it because that drag would help him turn. But could you imagine if you were big into betting on the Special Olympics and you found someone that would sanction that and you decided you decided to bet on somebody because you thought they were in the Special Olympics because they were missing a limb, but turns out they're mentally challenged too? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know what the criteria is for that. Right. Can you go... Can you go pro after the special olympics i don't know you should be able to because you can go pro after the standard olympics anytime you do anything yeah you go to like the pro circuit like the figure skaters they go on with greg hamill on ice or what mark hamill on ice (laughs) do you remember it's not mark hamill (laughs) scott hamill scott hamill there we go the force is not with you today. No, not at all. <laughs> right now, Star Wars fans out there are yelling at their... Oh, they're just screaming at me. <laughs> Mark Hamill did not compete in the Special Olympics nor ice skates. No, no. Boy, that would be dangerous, wouldn't it? Special Special Olympics ice skating. <laughs> I don't want to think about it, but I do. <laughs> I would think you could have the same effect by just throwing them in a parking lot. <laughs> They're like, that was a beautiful figure eight. It was just a circle. Shh, let them have this. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you ever seen uh, Blades of Glory? I've, I've seen bits and parts of it, yes. That is a hilarious movie. <laughs> it is funny. Oh, Will Ferrell's pretty good in that. He, you know, that's the one thing Will Ferrell plays better than almost anybody out there is over the top, just oh, extremely God. over the top guy. Yeah, like, so over the top, it's ridiculous. Have a seat, Kyle. How you doing, buddy? Good. We're talking about. Uh, well, I'll wait till he gets his headphones on. Yeah. We're we're talking about. Kyle has joined us for anybody yeah. uh, keeping okay. track out there. So we're talking about uh, fig, uh, Special Olympics if they had figure skating. Oh, God. <laughs> he I mean, they should have. <laughs> he didn't want to hop into this one. He's like, eh, I'm going to pass on this. Yeah. Uh, I'll do a bush light, please. Okay. He's like, I, that's one thing I don't want to think about. <laughs> so what's happening? How was your drive here? Uh, actually, not bad, but I will say this. Uh, this bar is way warmer than the STD. Yeah. Were you there today already or no? Yeah, I had uh, two beers there and... The doors just, you know, suck, and it's 60, 59 degrees in there right now. Was anybody else in there? No, I was uh, his first customer. Oh, nice. Who's working, Rocky? Ronnie. Ronnie Door, RFD. Well, that's interesting. So, uh, yeah, well, probably because with the uh, electricity being out, that place just cooled right off, and then it's almost impossible to get it heated back up because, as you said, yeah. all the door seals are shot, so it's just oh, like... Oh, yeah. You can literally see outside. And, you, like, we were standing by the door, you just watch, like, snow come in. I'm like, it's $10 at the goddamn hardware store. And they're not that difficult to install, right? Yes, they're stick-on, like... Yeah. Anything. Get a can of spray foam, even, and... Well, I was just going to say. Yeah, exactly. But that might, that might take time out of his uh, beer drinking time or something, so... That is true. I know we, uh, we, we've DJed there before in the winter. And even the front door, like Adam's like, fuck, it's cold by the front oh, yeah, door. I'm gonna- yeah, it blows in on you, and it, it's bad. Yeah. You, don't, you almost don't notice it when somebody opens it. 
Yeah. They're like, that's the same as it was before. That's right. He's like, oh, you're going to stay and have another one? I was like, no, it's fucking cold in here. If I wanted to be this cold, I'd stay and drink in my garage. <laughs> so normally I will say this about this bar here, the blue. I normally complain it's too warm in here, but today it's about perfect. It's probably, I look up at the thermostat, it's about 67, 69 degrees it looks like. That's perfect. 68. Perfect. That's perfect. I can deal with that. That's comfortable. Ah, so cold bar. The roads are still, the north-south north, north south roads are still a little crap because it's blown over them, but other than that. Yeah, roads, uh, well, I looked down, I was doing 70 down 46. So oh, boy. They're, they're ain't bad. Not bad. Well, the, the, the bad part is there's patches. Yeah. You know, you have totally dry, and then, like, right in front of my house, I got a quarter mile where I go, and it, if it would have been like that the whole way, my brother warned me about it. He goes, you're going to pull out, and it's just a sheet of ice. He goes, but... By the time you get to Walker Road, you're, you're good. Yeah. And uh, and it was. I couldn't hardly get going. He's like, just make sure you give yourself a lot. If there's something coming, don't uh, don't pull out. So so that's the way it was. I like Maple Grove and Deckerville the four times that I went through it today. I slid through it twice. I called my buddy on the road commission. I'm like, hey, you know, this road's kind of bad. I just come through there, plowed it up, put some salt down. It's good now. But Too, too little, too late. No, probably not. No. I didn't hear anything on the scanner about anybody dying there. So Right. Yeah, not lately. It's been all right. Not lately. I know Friday night that was... I went down to the old STD and uh, the power went off and we were just hearing reports of people in, you know, oh, there's a semi in the ditch here and a car in the ditch here. And I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. Here yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. People people that can't drive think they can drive. Well, you know, it was kind of funny because when we decided on Friday that we were not going to try and podcast, and uh, I went, uh, I was on my way home, I, I called Mary quick, because she was talking about, she's like, well, I got to go uptown and get a couple of things. I called her, I'm like, hey, this car's already warm, just, I'm going to pull in, just hop in, and we'll go, and, and she's like, oh, I'm really glad I'm not driving in this. It was terrible. I couldn't see the road at all. Yeah. I, I more or less drove on the rubble strips just to know where Don't I was at. at. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually I had a couple trucks at Bay City when it hit. And I'm like, I don't care if you guys take three hours to get home. Just take your time. I don't need another truck rolled or wrecked. Or, right? It was like yeah. 6.30 when my trucks got back. I'm like, I don't even care. Like, just take your damn time. Yeah, it, it was, it got horrible. And then it, it kind of cleared up for a little bit. They said it was the eye of the storm or whatever, but uh, there's no eye in a storm in land like that. But anyway, because um, I remember a stint about 11 o'clock where it wasn't too bad at all outside. No. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I after we kind of canceled what we were doing, and I'm like, damn it. You know, the wind hasn't gotten horrible, but the uh, Anthony went to go uptown, I don't know, probably about 11 o'clock. He was going to run uptown. And he was just bored, I think. And uh, he turned right around. He's like, yeah, yeah no, the roads are horrible and uh you know the bad part is with on friday you don't have the plows out because there's no work the next day mm-hmm. so they, they wait until everything's totally done before they go out and do anything not yeah. that i totally blame them i mean but yeah it's tough you know i've i've been on both sides of it growing up with my grandfather working for the road commission for all those years i get it um and sometimes there's a lot of uh and i know people might say why isn't the road commission out here when it's like 11 o'clock at night? They're like, just stay off the roads if it's 11 o'clock at night. Exactly. A lot of times, you know, they'll get to it in the morning. Yeah, they're going to be out at 4.30. Like those guys are working enough. Yeah, like, yeah. They're already working, you know, 
15, 18 hours a day as it is now. Like, just let them go home and get some damn rest, you know? Yeah. And you know you were already up to Walmart buying all the toilet paper and all that anyway. Yeah, you bought 15 gallons of milk, three packs of toilet paper, and all the Tide Pods you could. So just yeah. stay home. <laughs> what what confounds me is the people that go out that have no agenda, but yet they're still a, well, I just wanted to go out and see how the roads were. Well, don't complain when you say they're shitty then. <laughs> when you exactly. go in the ditch, don't bitch about it. Right. Now, I didn't leave the house yesterday. That must be nice. I would not have, but I needed to, well... I had to go home first because I stayed at a place that had electricity, thankfully, and heat. And then I got home and my basement was flooded. So then I had to go out and run and do some other stuff for that. And then, yeah. I did. I left my house once yesterday only because my buddy was out of power for like since Friday night, like 5 o'clock. Like, well, I got my generator sitting at my mom's house. I got there. I got stuck in her goddamn driveway. I literally had it getting it ready. And he's like, oh, my power just come back on. I'm like, all right, I'm going back home. All right. This is dumb. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, with all these power outages and everything, it, it made me think of something, you know. How do the Amish heat their home? And it's <laughs> obviously they use the Amish miracle heater that you see on TV. Right. But then in researching that, because I was bored, those are electric. They run them off a generator. The Amish miracle heaters, they do not. These things are the only thing made by the Amish on these things are, and it's questionable, are the wood frame that they put around them. Everything else is, you know, probably manufactured in China, and they're not running those heaters off of generators. Most of them run the the ones that I know around here. They they run propane heaters and wood. Yeah. So, what the hell? That that TV commercial with the Amish miracle heater is a lie. It's all a bunch of bullshit. It is a lie. It's false advertising, and I want my money back. The I Amish. don't have one, but the Amish time I have are just being difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. I mean, you know, they're the hardest working sect of people you'll ever find to avoid not paying taxes. Yes. So that like your Snapchats you send me all the time, Phil. When I get stuck behind them motherfuckers on a main road in a semi, it's like, you don't even pay fucking road tax, and you're holding someone up that has to pay, you know, $2,000 every year for this semi. Yeah. And you're holding me up because you ain't got to pay fucking taxes. Take the back roads. Right. Well, but, you know, they've got to drive 46 to get to the Walmart. (laughs) Do they go to the Walmart? I have seen them in Walmart before. See, with tractor supply a lot. See... And, like, what I don't get is, okay, so if I was Amish, I can hire you to come drive me around. Right. Basically, you're paying for someone to drive you around. You're paying for that vehicle. Yeah. Which is absolutely stupid. Like, all these, you know, they have sawmills and all this. They hire people with tractors. You are paying for that tractor. Right. But they can't do it themselves. Right. But That's they're wild. still paying for that tractor. Well, you know, a lot of them around here have cell phones. Yes. Which is a good thing because I, I had a friend of mine that he moved into a, a, a farm and uh, he'd bought a farm and Amish neighbor came up and said, hey, you know, we, we've always, is it all right? We, we've always used the phone in the milk house. Is it all right if we still use that? And th- this is 20, 20 some years yeah. ago. And they're like, yeah, that's not a problem. And then they got like the first bill 
after they started letting them use it and it was all these calls to california you know back when there was toll numbers you know when you were charged for long distance oh my racked up a several hundred dollar bill on them and they ended up paying him for it yeah but he was just like what in the hell you know were they talking to yeah in california you're gonna go out there with your horse and buggy right exactly well it's probably some phone sex line maybe Amish phone sex line. What are you wearing? Bloomers? <laughs> When's the last time you took a bath? And how many people shared it before you? <laughs> Three weeks ago yesterday. <laughs> Ooh, you're fresh. You, you know that's why Amish get married in the summertime, right? What's, what's, why is that? So they can go down the creek and take a bath before the wedding. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, the I don't know, the whole Amish thing is just... Uh, just crazy to me you know go down to indiana we did some businesses with some amish people down there and they had these gigantic diesel engines that they they had duck farms of all things duck farms duck Duck. farms and you know when we heard they had a duck farm i figured it's like the amish farms you see up here where it's this little you know little farm they got a few horses a donkey or something you know and uh no these were gigantic long buildings and they had these huge fans at the end of them to blow air through to to ventilate them because ducks are stinky bastards so to run those they had a propane generator or well actually it was a uh, gasoline generator and that's what they wanted they wanted to switch them over to propane so they could have a 33,000 gallon tank brought in and fuel all these things off of propane. So that, that's what we were doing for them, is, is switching these generators over to propane. And, uh, yeah, they, they had cell phones. And then we went to their office, and they had a furniture store out in front. So picture a room about the size of the one we're in here, you know, maybe a 20 by 20 room or whatever. And that's their showroom, and they had all this all these Amish furniture things out there. It's all gas lamps and stuff. Well, on the back side of that is a pole barn, and uh, the one guy had to call another Amish guy and get permission for us to walk through back there because they ran the same type of generator there. And uh, this is where they made all the furniture at. So he gets permission to take us back there. We go back there, and it was like all of a sudden you're in this like extremely brightly lit with all LED lights, this this room, you know, this <laughs> gigantic shop. There's guys wearing with long hair wearing Metallica shirts and shit that are building this stuff. There isn't a goddamn Amish person back there. Now, granted, they, they were running, everything that they were running was either battery operated or they had one of those big belt systems across the ceiling with a drive and that ran off the generator and, uh, and it was driving all the saws and everything like that. But no Amish people working. That, that Amish furniture was made by, you know. Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Was made by Joe. <laughs> Joe the Metallica fan in the back. Joe the Metallica. He's just jamming out to the oh, it, headphones on. He's it like, was crazy because you go from this like dimly lit, you know, knotty pine walls and everything, and all this Amish, Amish furniture, and then all of a sudden you go you go through two doors and you're in this like industrial <laughs> in the mecca. machine again. It was nuts. <laughs> It's like, you're not real Amish. You're not real Amish. Fake. Get out of here. Go participate in the Special Olympics. But that was the realest Amish thing probably I've ever seen. Thanks for not paying taxes and doing the same thing we do every day. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, we only, should, only you're richer. Yeah. We should be... Well, they are. When we, we picked up our, our one dog, uh, Wade, this is like seven years ago now, we, we got him and we, we went to an Amish farm to get him. He's a blue, blue healer. And we go down there and, and the guy that's like selling them, it was kind of the same kind of thing. You know, we just figured they had puppies. And then we go into his barn and he's got like kennels just all along there. Puppy like, mill. Oh, it was just a, a ton of of puppies. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they're, the adults were all running around. So I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it was a puppy mill, but they, they actively used their dogs and they, he said, oh, yeah, we, we, we saw a lot of these on the internet. And I'm just thinking, how in the hell does that work? Wait a minute. Right? Yeah. So, like, I get a lot of, actually, I wish a lot of credit. Like, if you're going to go out there with a damn knife and cut your fields and load it on a wagon and have to go and load it, yeah. like, I mean, I like, I hate walking to the goddamn tractor, let alone going to cut it down and putting it on a wagon. And Yeah. That's why they all have, like, 30 kids so that they, yeah, true. they don't have to do it. Their house is like the size of a grocery store. It's just all kids piled in there. Yeah. <laughs> just kids piled up like cordwood. Yeah. Yep. I was just going to say that they're, they're stacked horizontally. Right. They don't need much room. We found that stacking them horizontally is way better than having them stand up. Right. We can fit way more in here. Instead of puppy mills, they've got baby mills. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. And they're then you see. Miserable. The- then you see like the old woman, and you're like, "Oh, is that your grandma?" No, she's 25. Yeah, <laughs> already had seven kids. Seven kids and married to three different men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her first two husbands passed away. One was 23, and one was 24. And you ever notice that? <laughs> do they when Amish get married? Do they break the man's legs? I'm only curious because you don't see many Amish men with a beard walking around that don't have some kind of limp, right? I guess my, I've never noticed that. Not my, theory is, look. my theory is, is is that they just break their legs. They're like, you just need to reproduce now and give yes. us more offspring. Oh, you want to marry my daughter? I must break your legs first. That's right. <laughs> you know the rules. We got to break your legs. He- Hezekiah is old German for he who has a limp. <laughs> pimp with a limp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Amish pimp. But I mean, seriously, it's it's kind of crazy to me that, you know, some of these guys are not very old and you look at them and it's like, holy shit, man, he's lived a rough life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and even even their young kids, I, I don't think this kid, when we, when we got, because Mac is a red healer, we got him from a different Amish farm. That kid couldn't have been more than like 13, maybe. And he was running shit. Well, he was running shit. He was actually working at the steel mill that they have down there. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, oh, you're old enough to walk. You're going to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they always run around with no shoes on. Like, I mean, I walk around with no shoes on, but not running. Uh, this kid had either. boots, so he must have been pretty high up the chain already. <laughs> He'd worked his way up. Yeah. He's middle management now. So, but he was... Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at the dog and stuff, and you know, Mary and I are talking, and she said something about the boys, and he's like, "Oh, you, you got a couple of kids," and and she's like, "Yeah," and he goes, "How old are they?" And uh, or he's like, are, "Are they younger?" And she's like, "No, you know, one, one is, you know, eighteen at the time, and one's fifteen. And he's like, "Oh, they 
18-year-olds married, huh? And we're like, no. 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 And uh, he's like, oh. He was baffled by that. Like, he, he was, you know, well, why wouldn't he be married? He, he actually asked, why wouldn't he be married? We're like, well, yeah, he, he's he's not even close. He's not even seeing anybody. Yeah. But I don't think he understood that concept. Right. He's like, we he's like they're, they're, haven't shoved a, a woman on him yet? <laughs> like no, we live in a we live in the same world, but a totally different. Hasn't shoveled yeah. turkey in the oven yet? No, no, no. He may have tried. Right. He may have tried. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. He don't, he don't turn the oven on though. Yeah, no preheated at all. Uh, the oven's not on. Don't worry about it. He's not aware of basting. <laughs> it's just a gelatinous blob. Oh. <laughs> oh Lord! All right, we should we could get out of this first one. Really? Already? Yeah, it went. It flew by. Time did fly. I guess we're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The only drop I played was the one I hit accidentally in the intro. I noticed that the lack of drops this episode. Gay! Well, next episode we'll come back with weird facts that people can't forget. Yes. Nice. We'll talk about that next episode. How's that sound? See, I got notes. Beautiful. You got paid. I just have like a few things in my phone. I appreciate that. You, you've taken the time to print things. Hopefully your new job has a printer too. Cause <laughs> I hope so too because I'll use it. I, I'm guessing that that didn't come from your, your casa. No, 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 no. My printer's <laughs> still brand new sitting in the box. I've never opened it. <laughs> I. So this is what happens. Uh, real quick. This yeah. is what happens to me every time. I go in and buy some cheap printer, 50 yeah. bucks. I set it up. I print what I need to. I wait like a year to print something else. And, and all the goes print it. And it's like, ah, the fucking thing doesn't work. Throw it away. Go get another one. <laughs> right. That's why I'm just <laughs> leaving mine in the box. Yeah. Because if the stuff's sealed, it won't dry out or anything, right? Yeah. If you don't use it, then you don't need another one. Because <laughs> yeah. I got a wild hair the one day and I'm like, I need a printer. Fuck. I've got, fuck. I can't go to work and print something off. So I'm like went to the Wally Mart and I think it was like sixty five bucks bought a printer, and then <laughs> then somebody's like you can just print it at my house. I'm like all right cool. It just left it in the box. I was gonna take it back to Walmart. It's still sitting in my spare room. Like, well, I guess I'm not taking that back now. It's been like a year. So well, if you need a printer, Adam, Phil's got one. Yeah, I know, in the box. So next time you need one, when yours is all dried out and shriveled and going, believe it or not, I have a monthly reminder to. That I set up to print. Just to print way. something. Just to print something. Even if I just go by and hit the button for it to print out a test page. Yeah. Then it prints something. You should print something miraculous every month, like a picture of Fred Durst or something. Or like yeah, that's a lot porn. of ink. That's a lot of ink and commitment. <laughs> just hanging around your house. A lot of chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's Adam Philkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Thank you, Kyle, for joining us for the uh, second half of this episode. Brought to you from the... Uh, Blue Water Sports Bar and Grill here in lovely Port Sandlack. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Kind of a low-key, snow day kind of one. It's a Tuesday. It's winter. What do you expect? I'm recovering from a cold. All right. From all of us out there, from to you, to all of you out there, from all of us here, have a great uh, weekend. Uh, make good choices. 